Welcome, welcome to Unreeled. Welcome to our bonus episode. Yeah, yeah, it is a bonus episode. It's also it's a it's a linchpin. It's a hinge point, yeah. right? Yeah, we're talking about the end of twenty twenty three. We're looking back year in review. We're also year in four foresight view. Year in windshield view. Of, yeah, that's um, the word. Yeah, of uh, twenty twenty four and twenty twenty four. Um. Yeah, it's going to be a great year. Big year for movies. We got a lot of Big stuff year for releasing. us. Big year for us. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. I'm very excited for 2024 Me too. and the the kind of the restructure in a but, good way. In a good way. Yeah. So yeah, uh, tune in. Uh, hear us talk about our year in review, best movies, worst movies, um, and what we're going to do with the podcast. The future of the podcast. I'm yeah. very excited for it. Me we'll too. Do some more. Alright, bye Pookie. No, wait, we're still gonna... Bye Schnookums. This is the intro. Oh yeah, I always do that. What the fuck? You do. Alright, bye. (laughs) It's been a little while. It's been about a month. Yeah, and you'll notice we sound a little different. Maybe we sound cleaner, crisper. Well, it's probably the opposite. (laughs) I think we'll probably probably sound a little worse. Uh, Maybe, maybe not. We are not in the studio, so you're going to hear some background noise. We're probably not as bad as the first couple episodes, but not as good as the last episode. We've learned a little bit about gain and pop filters, filters the center of the mic. Yeah, the polarity. That's what it's called. Yeah. Polaris. Um, Polaris, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, We're actually in the Orion belt of the Milky Way galaxy. We are. that time of the year. That's where we're coming to you from. Live from <sighs> Orion. It. Live from the Orion it's a, arm. It's podcast. Yeah. Um, okay, so we have long put off. Mm-hmm. We, we've put off for far too long, some would say, our 2023 year in review list. Yeah. I um, think that we're doing it a good time, though. Early 2024. Yeah. It's still January. And we took a little hiatus. Um, I want to today hear Michael's. I want to talk about our year in review, right? We're talking our worst yeah, of worst. 2023, our best of 2023. And then what are we going to do with our podcast? What, what are, yes, what is that what's about? coming up? So what's let's, coming up? Let's do it in that order. Okay. And I might, I might throw in, did you watch anything special, like, between? Yes. That yeah, we, we can also just have a little Maybe a Maybe little one chat. or two movies. Because I have. I've watched I've watched a couple things. Movies. Me too. And not so all of them are on this list. So... <laughs> I was excited. <clears throat> I'm so. Let me kick this coat off. I feel like it's. I do like that jacket underneath, though. I like that a lot. I like jackets like that. Katie bought this one. It's cute. Quarter zip. Quarter zip. Fleece. Yeah, it's two tone tan uh, and brown, or tan two, and white. Yeah, two tone color block, earth tones. Green, green cuffs. Green yeah. hinge. Yeah, green fringe. Not hinge. Fringe. fringe. It's like more like cuffs. Green zipper. It's cute. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cute. I want one. Thank you. Thank Katie. I need, I need a Katie to buy me clothes. Yeah, you too. <laughs> okay. Okay. So lead us off because everybody already knows what my worst of the year is. I, think, I know. Should we go in order from like, like least the worst, worst, worst or worst worst? Um, I think least worst. Okay, so I don't have a worst list. I'm just going to do 2023 list that I've seen. Yeah, start at like. Oh, because you only have a top 10. Yeah. I have every movie I saw in 2023. I, should I do that from now on? I mean, it makes it easier. It does, because I don't think about this until... It, it made it so much easier. But I, just I can also just... in, like, March of last year, and then deleted what I hadn't seen, added what I had, <clears throat> and that worked okay, out. Okay, cool. I just I just did it like this. I just took 2023 the year, and then just, just clicked what I watched. So it's oh, the year. that's actually cool. That's... Mm-hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. know that that... You see, some people, some people like me, they make it harder on themselves. 
But you're able to make that, you know, that tesseract. Yes. <laughs> you make it look I'm easy, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> Today is brought to you by Katie's Apple Muffins and Coffee. Yes, uh, my beloved made um, okay, apple correct. muffins. <laughs> my beloved made apple muffins, and they're delicious. They're really good. They're really good. She is just a baker extraordinaire. Baker. Baker. Um, okay, so this is a note order just because I haven't thought about it, but one of the worst movies that I've seen this year was an Australian horror movie called Run, Rabbit, Run. Run, Rabbit, Run. This one was Sarah Snook. Oh, it wasn't it's on good? Netflix. No, it's extremely boring. It's derivative. Damn. It's just like, because <clears throat> I watched it with somebody, and we both fell asleep. Mm-hmm. It's two separate times. Like No. And it was just like... It was I so, love Miss It Snook. was so boring. It was god-awful. And it was like... You see the twist coming from a mile away. Right. So it just wasn't good. Didn't love it. Right. <clears throat> Would not watch it again. That's one of mine. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Little Miss Snook. Oh, another one of mine? Do all yeah, five? Just, just do your whole list, and then I'll do mine. Um, we don't have move. to trade. It gets confusing with the trade. It does sometimes. Okay, number two. Oh, that's actually what I thought it was going to be. I, I actually... Oh, Five Nights, five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, you watched a lot more bad movies. My Doing a bottom five for me kind of sucks, because we're, we're, we're into three-star territory for me. Yeah, well, Grayson's Letterboxd is literally all five to five, four and a half stars. No, it's not. Yes, it is. I, if I, we go through if we go through your last 20 watched, I think there's maybe one three-star. Well, I don't log DNFs at all. Well, I, I don't, don't either. And I don't <clears throat> usually finish or even put on bad movies that like I don't think I'm going to enjoy. Like, I don't watch FNAF because my morbid curiosity is strong, but it's not as strong as my, my impatience. I watched, I watched from my brother. I wanted to watch. Want to watch it, <laughs> but I don't. I was. Just, it was like fine. It wasn't anything special. It was kind of. Yeah. I don't know. I saw one cool part of that where it had like, some cool elements. The silhouette gets like cut in half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the half. one. Yeah, the kid. Super cool. Yeah, and it drops. It's yeah. all heavy. Uh, Blumhouse. I mean, they used to. They used to be a new and innovative name in the horror game, uh, and they kind of. Now they've just become stereotypes. I mean, they've become cliched and, and boring yeah. and hollow. Uh, Night Swim is atrocious. We can talk about that. Um, I haven't seen it. I haven't either. I've seen parts. It's it's laughably bad. And it's sad because it's it's a James Wan production as well. It's it's the first product of their merger, uh, James Wan's production company. Oh, that's true, yeah. Plumhouses. And what? really hitting it out the park. Oh, no. Atomic Monster? Right? No? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Atomic Monster with Blumhouse. Yeah, right? yeah. It, it's not that they fully merge, but they're like merging to create. It's like it's supposed to be a whole thing, and I yeah. hope that they stop. Because <laughs> they just, they have some good ones sometimes. Yeah, but not every time. Yeah. Um, okay, number three. We're doing five, right? Yeah. Uh, the Tudor. <laughs> the Tudor. <laughs> it's got the Zionist Noah Schnapp. Oh. Um. It's it's got Garrett Headland in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't Victoria know. Justice. Oh wait, yes. It's I on saw Netflix. A trailer for this, and it looked it looked interesting. It it's looked it, yeah, not good. No, it's not good. It's um, you have a one star. Ooh, <laughs> it looked good. I mean, it has the trailer a, looked. Good. It has an interesting premise. <clears throat> Kinda, it's about like how this tutor takes a job by like a disturbed student basically mm-hmm. and then like it just spirals out and like secrets come out but they're kind of like boring secrets yeah nothing like new or like cool oh shocking I was like oh my god like, you know what here's my review of that movie 
A tutor who tutored a flute tried to tutor two tutors to toot. Said the tutor their tutor is it harder to toot or to tutor two tutors to toot? Yep. One star. One star. That was what Grayson just said. Yeah. But like, <laughs> Fuck that movie. I hate um, that movie. <clears throat> yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. Number four. Four. 65. Okay, okay. You 65? Okay. Yeah. We went and go with a lot of high hopes. Yeah. That's the thing about 65 is it's also in my bottom five, and I didn't hate it. <laughs> I re- it's like it's like such a bad movie, but with a little heart, you know? Yeah, we both give it two and a half stars. I think we also agree on one big element of something that doesn't... I'm like, why the fuck? What is wrong with you? They, <laughs> they like, made up dinosaurs for yeah. it that were boring. Yeah. I want him... I want T-Rex. That's the whole premise is, is we're getting dinosaurs. Are T-Rexes trademarked? Like, what the fuck? Where's where's my fucking... At least give me an Allosaurus. No, they're like, oh, this thing fucking crawls. And it's like, it's like a T-Rex, but it crawls. And it's like, okay. Give us the missing link. Yeah, I don't want something fresh and new. Better. Could have been better. <laughs> I, I didn't know the little girl in it was the girl from Barbie. Yeah. I yeah. Know. She looks like a lot younger in this movie. She, she does. Right? I think this was filmed quite a bit earlier. Because it was last time again. That's also, I mean... Within a year at that age, yeah, your appearance changes yeah, yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, you know? And then um, number five, of course, not in no order, of course, Quantumania. Thank you, Quantumania. thank you. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of crossover here. There should be. I mean, we, we uh-huh. I've seen a lot of good fun movies, so like, there's yeah. not a lot of fun bad movies. Yeah. Um, what do I have to say about Quantumania? It's muddy, uh, pathetic. Um, it's messed up. It's atrocious. convoluted. It's too CGI heavy. The uh, dialogue is some of the worst I've ever. Ever. I, I do love Paul Rudd. Paul I Rudd's Paul great. Rudd Michelle Pfeiffer's great. The it actors are great in it. It convinced me that these charismatic actors who I, who I tend to love in all of their projects are not only bad actors but are are insufferable. It made me think that. I sat there and I looked at Paul Rudd, who I love, and I thought, "Fuck this guy!" Like. He's so annoying. We can just admit that Peyton Reed's not a good director. No, and you know what? I haven't seen Blast from the Past. I think that's what it's called. His uh, or whatever it's called with um, Ewan McGregor. Is that rom com? Yeah, with Richard yeah. Zellweger. People say that that's like an amazing. Movie. <clears throat> yeah, but he made three bad Ant Man movies. Well, the first one was good. I yeah, I, I like didn't the, first hate one. the first one. Second one was okay. It just they got the second one gets worse. more hate than it deserves. Well, I don't know. I haven't seen it since I was like fifteen. I haven't so. seen it came out either. <laughs> Um, We're gonna do an MCU retrospective of every single movie. Oh jeez, <laughs> that's a that's a big burden, but I'm done. Okay, okay, let me jump into my go to go to your bottom your bottom. And, and this feels bad because I liked the first of these five movies, okay. uh, and I didn't hate all three of them. I didn't hate four of them. I only hated Quantumania. <laughs> okay, Inside Willem Dafoe. Oh, I forgot about that movie. Yeah. It was like a three-star movie in yeah. the heart. It was yeah, yeah, yeah. it was interesting. Uh, it was like watching paint album? dry oh, also. It it's just so... The, and that's the point. I mean, the premise is that he's like spending an unknown amount of time locked in this place, right? Just yeah. kind of rotting and, and trying to survive off of no food and no water. Like, So it's dull and it's it's, it's hard to watch... Um, but it's it's an interesting presentation, and Willem Dafoe is great. In he it. is great. He really sells it. Um, I think they could have made it a short film. I think they could. Yeah, have done. I agree. It does look like yeah. a long short film. I get that film should challenge, you know, its 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 viewer. 
uh, and I appreciate that. And I also appreciate the immersion of like putting you through the paces. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that just doesn't really work all the time. Whenever you have <clears throat> like, whenever you have like, I don't know. It's just not entertaining. And I, that's not the primary purpose of film, but to yep. sit there for what was it, like two and a half hours. It's a, how long is this? It's um, 105 minutes. 105 minutes. It's not even two hours. It felt like two hours. It felt like three. Um, yeah. Good movie. Not a bad movie. It's, uh, it's one that you have to see in theaters. Yes. Because seeing it at home, or else you'll just turn, turn it off or fall asleep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I feel bad saying that. I, I'm not opposed to boring movies. I'm not opposed to long movies. Uh this one didn't really click for me in the that's ways fair. that I thought I it that. should. Uh, I was very excited for it, too. We were. I that was, that was an Angelica feature. Only a little bit. What? That. Oh, this. Sorry. You're good. Yeah, it's picking wow, up a little bit. it's very bit. good at picking up the gain from my clothes. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. Number uh, two on my uh, stinkers of the year. This one is kind of a stinker. Um, Top five stinkers. But there's things I liked about it. Tetris. Uh, oh, I didn't Apple see original. That. Um, Taron Edgerton is pretty good in it. Um, was it a show or a movie? It was a movie. Okay. It was presented like a show. It was produced like a show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, this has been the year of the revival of the like backroom business drama, so to speak, yeah. with like, you know, high stakes and everything. Um, where Air did it amazingly, and I really, I really loved Air. Uh, Tetris did it not as well. I think it was, I just, at the end of the day, I didn't really care about most of it. I cared about the, the guy who made it and him him getting what he wanted, right? Um, I appreciated that they weren't like, it, it, it was in many ways just anti-Soviet propaganda, just a little, you know, belated, <laughs> right? But um, <laughs> I appreciated that they also pointed out that it was more so the collapse of the Soviet Union and the um, posturing and clamoring of and, and clawing, so to speak, of the politicians who were involved in that, trying to scrape up whatever power they could while that happened. Yeah. Right? Um, it's a specific time period. It's real history. Uh, and, yeah, it was interesting. I just I, I couldn't help but feel that, I don't know, he, the main, the not the main guy, but the main guy was one of the exploiters as well. I felt like everyone was exploiting this one guy, and it made me feel a little weird about like the way that it was presented. Uh, it's also just not super interesting. <laughs> it, a, another one that like could have been a <clears throat> miniseries, like um, yeah, one, two, three episodes. It, it's just it's hard to pad out the story into something like big, as big as a even a ninety minute movie. So. Yeah, okay, that's, I mean, that's fair. And I think it's... Yeah, it was almost two hours, so... Oh, God. It could have been maybe an hour and a half. Yeah. It was... It, it, it could have been an 80-minute movie. There was a lot in here that just felt padded. Um, it was fine. Uh, Cocaine Bear. Elizabeth Banks directing. Um, who is it? Carrie Russell. Ah, okay, some, some positives. O'Shea Jackson Jr. Great. Love him. Uh, we we need him more stuff. Alden Ehrenreich, however you say his name. I great. love him. He's great. Thank God for his return. Um, I thought this was the only thing we were going to see him in this year, so I was excited to see him. I was like, yes. Oh, and Oppenheimer. And then, yeah, he knocked out. I was like, wait, where? Park. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, Margot Martindale's in it. it. It had a great, great cast, cast list. Uh, 
Um, and I was worried, but not too worried, that this was going to be Ray Liotta's last performance. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't. He turned in an even worse one <laughs> in um, that one with uh, with Charlie uh, from Charlie oh, Day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that um, I was really excited for. Yeah, so I feel bad for him. Um, 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 to be fair, it's not my bottom five because the experience was so fun because we had gotten like right. beatboxes and we drank a bunch of them and right. then watched the movie drunk right after work hours yeah it's uh so it was fun because like you're with your friends we're all laughing yeah yeah uh i found it to be pretty i don't know you didn't watch it alone did you no i did yeah it's just me oh that's right you were theater one right? theater that movie did pretty well uh the audience for it was insufferable and and I think that partially affected my like working my, it yeah, yeah I worked it a couple times before I saw it so I had this kind of idea that it was gonna be cringe and it didn't really um, do a lot to fight that because yeah it's it's pretty cringe um, a lot of the humor is very millennial coded um, which is probably why you liked it old man Fuck um, you. <laughs> I give it like three stars it was yeah I give it three stars too it's still at the bottom um <clears throat> it's at the bottom of the bin. It's a real stinker. Uh, yeah, I, I just didn't love it. Um, it's crazy. I feel like working there. Like sometimes your perception of movies because of people based who on you people. work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, which is a, a unique perspective. I try yeah. to be objective about it, uh, or as a, I try to be subjective about it, but without that, like, like my own opinion of it, separate from that. Right? I don't know. And I think I've, I've gotten pretty good at that. This movie. There were things that I liked. It was a real stinker overall. I feel like um, I honestly feel like three stars is generous, and it's only because everyone told me how fun it was, how good it is, how blah 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 blah. And I went in, and I was like, "Oh, it's gonna suck! It's gonna suck!" And I was surprised. I was surprised that it didn't. It wasn't the worst movie I'd ever seen. You it know wasn't. What I mean? It really wasn't. Um, but yeah, not great. Let's see. Uh, then Number I have sixty-five, and then I have reason. Quantumania. I think I've said pretty much what there's to say. Yeah, I think 65, give us real dinosaurs. What the fuck is wrong with you? I don't know why they didn't. Also, the pacing on that one was weird. It was kind of weird. Remember, it would just kind of cut to different scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would yeah. be like, okay, then there's, we're here, and then we're here, and then we're here. But the idea was have. cool. In uh, Quantumania, Quantumania, the last thing I'll say about it is, before I n- never think about it again, because I've had to think about it all year, um... I think they hired so many talented creative artists. They were going for a clearly like like uh, they even said uh, they were inspired by Jodorowsky's Dune. They were going for like a Mobius art style, right? Um, they had all these character designs and all of the all this like world design, and they really went balls to the wall with it. The problem is, none of it held any gravity at all. So. Basically, you've just wasted a bunch of artists' time, like, and, and made a product that's muddy. It's like a fucking Where's Waldo. Yeah. You know, ex- you're searching for the background any of the characters blend in. It's very hard to yeah like, distinctively. It, it looked like someone, you know, ate uh, uh, some fucking a uh, a uh, uh, page of of stickers, like really cool stickers with character designs, and then vomited them out, and they're everywhere. It's gross and, mm-hmm. and muddy and, and disgusting. There's no meaning. It was I, one real big positive for this movie 
one thing I absolutely loved and adored is Greg Turkington was in it. <laughs> <laughs> and I love Greg Tur- I love On Cinema at the Cinema. <laughs> I need uh, to watch that. It's so funny. It's so fucking funny. I don't know why he was in this fucking movie. I don't know why they approached him. I, I do. It's because Tim Heidecker and, and that whole group are friends with, uh, uh, with Paul Rudd. Yeah. It's probably just a tangential thing, you know? Yeah. But, God damn, what a fucking piece of shit movie. I think I saw it. I was looking at your tweet just now. You said, what's the worst movie you've ever seen and why the Ant-Man and the Lost Quantumania? Yeah. Worst movie ever? I mean, is it up there that I can think of? Yeah, I've seen some bad movies. I will say, I would say, it it's it's so much exponentially worse than than shitty movies I've seen because mm-hmm. those were working with a shoestring budget or a brand new director, yeah. or incompetence somewhere. But this is or the another, third movie right? in its trilogy in an established franchise with one of the biggest budgets of any of them. Um, it's it's a massive bloated behemoth, right? And they don't have any excuses. There's no excuse for what they delivered. Maybe it'll be good that, you know, this is the last film in Jonathan Major, so it'll be forgotten. Yeah. And, and one thing that really pisses me off, because working at a theater, right, especially a theater where I have to go in and drop silverware and menus and things like that, right? It's a oh, movie it. tavern. Any time that a movie does not need to be 3D... And, and they do nothing to oh, make it 3D, and they literally just movies. put a filter over it and yeah. say, oh, it's 3D. It's not. They're just ripping you off. Like, it's just going to make you a little nauseous. There's nothing in the movie that makes it even remotely 3D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to drop fucking 3D glasses. We have to clean 3D glasses. We have to, that was a bitch. It's, it's a fucking nightmare. Because they didn't send us enough 3D glasses, so when we, when we had enough, we had mm-hmm. to reuse mm-hmm. them. They're wasting your time and money. They're wasting our time and our money Plastic and effort. Earth. Yes, it's actually just a lose, 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 lose. That also influences how much I hate that movie. I think my personal struggle. Um, but luckily, but, luckily, no one shows up to 3D movies a lot. No. Yeah. What well, max twenty on like a morning shift? Uh, it depends Theater on the 3D sometimes. movie. Um, it depends on if they. This was Avatar. That's a different story. I will say, movies. There was one movie. Okay, this is an interesting topic. One movie that. Uh, people did show up for Avatar 2 great uh, that's 2022 now damn um, <gasps> you're right yeah Mutant Mayhem was one of the best 3D oh, movies of last year they didn't advertise it as that they were like go see this in 3D it looked amazing it looked so cool Every sing- everything popped and I think it was just the animation style and the way that it was delivered it almost felt like it was built for 3D without even intending to um I wish more people had seen that in 3D. I wish I saw it. It was very cool. Um, so those are our those are our top five stinkies of the year. Yeah, stinkers, <laughs> womp womp, pieces of shit. We actually, well, I didn't see Tetris. We saw it Inside Together, but I also saw mm-hmm. more worse movies than you mm-hmm. did. Yeah, and, and we had like, two. We have two of the same ones. So I mean, that's pretty good. On I also put Transformers: Rise of Beast, but I was like, you know, what? I didn't see it. On another person's list, I think any of these could be rated lower, but also not be their worst of the year. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I didn't watch a lot of the real duds that came out. I don't watch a lot of like original streaming movies um, if yeah. I'm not interested. I try in not to unless I really want to see them or unless they're super gay. Yeah. Uh, the only reason I even watched Tetris is because uh, it was at the beginning of the year and 
uh, I was still in that mood where I wanted to see everything that came out. It felt like that was a reasonable thing at the time. And then it, you get you get behind, and then you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, that's one about movies is like, like even at least when I used to work there, it was like, oh, if we don't have a screening, I'm not gonna go see it because yeah. a, like. I don't have time on my like one day off to go to the job that I work at to see a two-hour movie. Yeah. When I want, to, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's I why I like screening so much. Do you have an honorable mention stinker? One that isn't um, at the bottom of your list at all, but that you you feel like more people like than they should. Uh, um, actually, I was gonna say yes. Um, what was it? The Nun Two. Yeah. I yeah. saw The Nun Two. The Nun Two. People hated. People hated that from what I saw. I gave it. I mean, I don't know about the. Actually, I gave it three stars. <laughs> oh, it but it was better. It was me. better than the first nun. Yeah, but it was still bad. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting. It's great to see that girl from Narnia in there again. I haven't mm-hmm. seen her anything since Narnia. So I was like, what? I got, I got scared. I got scared real bad. I was uh, running a beer to someone, and it was that scene with the the newspapers. Oh yeah, yeah. Out. And I knew it was coming. It's in the trailer. I knew it was coming. I knew I hadn't seen the trailer. I knew it was gonna happen. I was fucking like waiting because I was like, "Somebody loud!" And I'm gonna spill it. I'm gonna spill this beer. And then uh, it went boom, and I like fucking spilled beer everywhere, and I felt really stupid. Um, I, there's a lot of cool, like, cool aspects and themes in that movie, like doing the newspaper and doing like that was a really cool. That was a cool, interesting concept, mm. but. Yeah, yeah, it was. It did look interesting. And there's a lot of other different ones in the movie. That's the difference between James Wan directing and James Wan producing is when he's directing, for the most part, um, you get uh, he, he'll have interesting visual cues and they'll be tied in into a seamless pro- mm-hmm. project. Where he's producing, there will be interesting visual cues, but it'll be messy and all over the place. Yeah. Uh, I also wanna. I wanna say. I did not. I did not subject myself to a couple movies that I know would, I would even like less than Quantumania. The Flash, I did not watch. We, not, oh, we did I see. Will not wait, watch. was this that this year? Hold on. Was Black Adam this year? Or was that last year? Black Adam was twenty twenty two. Believe it or not. Yeah, I did see the Flash. Don't plan on seeing the Flash. No, I don't. I will not watch it. Um, we did see Blue Beetle. Well, yeah. I mean, that's an honorable <laughs> mention up there. That's a good one. Um, my honorable mention one. This is this is not a bad movie by any means. I've talked about it to death. It's the killer, right? Oh, that's, that's crazy. Why? Because it, it's 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 not even close to the bottom of my list. But it's frustrating that so many people like it as much as they do and praise it and have made it their personality now, and no one talks about the the just the fucking product placement that really took me out of it. Or the pacing or anything like that. And it really shouldn't matter that much. It shouldn't matter. But, it, like, it interferes with the plot. It interferes with the dialogue. It interferes with that. Whenever yeah. it's, like... I don't give a shit if it's, like, brought to you by FedEx in the background on a big flying plane with a banner. I don't care about that. If if you're interrupting your monologue, your dialogue, if you're uh, cutting away from, from action to show product placement... What the fuck is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. And and a lot of people, what they love about it is the technical side of it. Totally appreciate that. The editing was amazing. Soundtrack amazing. The the way that they did the visual effects for like that building scene, yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's awesome. Seeing what goes into it is really amazing, and it's nice to know that David Fincher, even in sellout mode, which he is in sellout mode. By the way, 
Um, <laughs> he, he still, you know, approaches it with a lot of technicality and heart. Very cool, right? But he's selling the fuck out to Netflix and, and all these corporate sponsors. I'm like, what is wrong with y'all? Yeah. I mean, it, it boggles my mind that no one has a problem with this. <sighs> I still haven't seen it, and I don't know if I'm going to. So I it, wanted to watch it. It's the most mid-movie of the year, in my opinion. Uh, it would be in the probably top 15 if it didn't have all that stuff. Okay. I mean, that's crazy how much stuff makes a difference, though. It does. If you watch it, you'll see. You go what? Uh, if you watch it, you'll see. Um, Grayson, was there any honorable mentions before you get to the top 10? Like, any, any ones that didn't make your cut were so close? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I actually have a ton. Because this, this is a rough year for movies. In a good way. Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of, like, four I, and I've been, half stars I'm looking that at, are perfect. I'm looking at both my movies right now, and I'm mm-hmm. like, that's crazy. I really enjoyed I really enjoyed Air. I really enjoyed Mutant Mayhem. Um, Mutant Mayhem's in my honorable mentions, too. Yeah, Extraction 2 was fun. Creed 3 was Creed fun. Creed 3? Dead Reckoning. Dead Reckoning. Godzilla Minus 1 is not in my top 10. I have um, probably the one that I would say I would send... There's there's two that I would send everyone to watch that, that are like some of my favorites of the year but aren't the best of the year. You know what I mean? Um, Dungeons & Dragons. Okay. Loved. Okay. So fun and innovative and it does a lot of things that you know would, I would find maybe annoying in another thing. But, like, especially the way that they write some of the dialogue, the way that it's kind of irony-poisoned or whatever, it doesn't matter. It's Mm -hmm. so fun. And it's not... People think I like Dungeons & Dragons more than I do. I like D&D. I don't play D&D within the world of D&D. So I don't really have any attachment to, like, the lore or characters or places. You play for fun. Um, Yeah, well, and I play my friend's original, like, world and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, It is so incredibly fun the visual effects are amazing they really went all out blending practical effects with with non you know they have um uh with with cgi i mean mm-hmm. uh not with non <laughs> <laughs> i meant non-practical um there's there's puppet work there's really cool stuff like that that i just i, I love to see um i had i had a lot of fun with it the other one is are you there god it's me margaret <laughs> i'm gonna watch that one it made me it made me I, I don't know. It just it made my heart so full. I love that movie. It it made me laugh out loud. I, it was in my top ten for a long time before it got booted down. Oh, it's so sad. I know. I I really <laughs> that one is probably the most like honorable mention where it's like that's that, like number that's eleven just, is that yeah. It's not actually my number eleven is Ferrari, but yeah. <sighs> okay, that's fair. Yeah. Some of my honorable mentions. I feel like I like booted out a lot of the big ones, but like I know we're talking about. Um, that movie, A Fire, the Jordan movie, we really yes. like that one. That was almost close to being in the I top watched 10. the trailer for that, Katie and I did, and we it were looks, like, that looks pretty good. It looks good. It's good. It was good. Um, Ferrari also isn't in my top. Creed, Blue Beetle, um, Mutant Mayhem, Creed. of course. Uh, Evil Dead Rise. Yeah. Which I really like that movie a lot. Mm-hmm. That was a really fun movie going mm-hmm. experience and also a good horror movie. Uh, yeah. John Wick 4. That's not in your top ten? It's not. Maybe you should kill yourself. <laughs> but I did love it. Mm-hmm. I remember we watched all of them before that. Mm-hmm. Asteroid City. Mm-hmm. Which I was like, damn. Bottoms was also good. Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Yes. Which is Guardians of the Galaxy 3 was a big surprise for me. I thought I was going to hate it. And I it had was in my time. top ten for a little bit. It was for me too because of when it released. And um, 
at the time, like earlier earlier the year, it was literally like number ten. It was like it was a four and a half for me. Yeah, Uh, good movie. No, it was a four. But back then, fours could make the cut, you know. Right, right, right. Back before they released all the year's best. Right, and also, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah, Oppenheimer and Barbie. Yeah, all great movies. All good movies. They're obviously big award front runners this year. The fact, you don't have okay. Your top ten is gonna blow my mind because you don't have Oppenheimer. You don't have John Wick Four. What? Yeah. What? That's- <laughs> It was hard. I, mm. I changed it. I changed it like mm. seven times. Like yeah, I even wrote a list. And I was all I say is out. you're weird. That's all. Uh, I'm but they all they're all they're all ranked up as five stars to four and a half stars, or how like my top ten are ranked. Mine are, mine are so two. I mean, my top ten are all five stars. That's just how. Well, that's just how I function. Five stars. That's just how I function. Um, I think we we have to give an honorable shout out to to Barbie, both of us, because it's, if it's not in either of our top ten, I mean, it made a lot of money. Um, it had a message, which is good. Uh, it was fun to work. It was fun to work. I appreciate recently that people have been kind of admitting that it's not the best movie ever made. Because um, for a while I started to feel a little crazy. I was like, guys, I mean, it's really good. It's held back in a lot of ways. It's a cultural phenomenon. It is a cultural phenomenon. Um, Greta Gerwig doing the thing women, you know. Yeah. And and it's interesting to see how Greta Gerwig in complete sellout mode is able to still hold on to... Uh, things that she cares about, the messages yeah. that she her artistry is still really there. Puts, yeah, like her artistry is there. Her um, messaging, her um, yeah, it, it was it was fun and a good time. I laughed a lot. Um, I I've been a little bit triggered by the award season so far and some of the nominations that are happening that seem to be based on how much money did it earn and how popular was it rather than like actual best performances, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Because there's no way that Margot Robbie's Barbie is a better performance than Sandra Huller in Anatomy of a Fall. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Like, or Greta Lee in Past Lives. Like, that just... The Oscar noms are next week, so we'll find out. How. I'm going to chew on this fucking counter, dude. I'm going to I'm gonna I'm gonna wake up. I'm gonna, I, usually, I usually wake up when they do the announcement at like 7 in the morning and I watch it. Well, I mean, and, and no one's even talking about, you know, Kate Blanchett and Tar. <laughs> that was like four years ago, Grayson. No, it was. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Give her her roses. She got an Oscar for that Woody Allen. Oh fuck off! I don't like Woody adding. Um, Nobody does anymore. But yeah, there's so many good movies this year. So many good movies. <laughs> it's so hard to pick. Let's jump into our top ten. Okay, we'll, we'll do ten. Number ten. What was your yeah. number ten? We'll do ten first. My number ten. The Sweet. holdovers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And my top ten. That's all I care about. Uh-huh. My number Yours ten was in the top ten. Mine is in the top ten. Nice. Mine was Passages. Passages. Yeah, I didn't end up seeing it. Um, I heard really good things. Yeah, it was really, it was really good. I liked yeah. it a lot. Gorgeous, gorgeous, like yeah. cinematography. Gorgeous, like sound. Everything was, it was so good. One of the best stories I've ever seen this year. Really, very Damn. well written. I heard the uh, fashion. Thing. Fashion's yeah, great. Yeah, you would, like the set design. Yeah, you would do the fashion. Oh my god, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I really, I really enjoyed it a lot. No one, had, no, no one's really seen it. It's only on movie, I think. Yeah, it's, it's. Um, I appreciate what movie does to show and display sh- movies that are like not available except in like physical media. Um, a lot of those stuff, um, like like terrorizers, uh, things like that, you can watch on movie or uh, yeah. uh, what is it like Gods of the Neon City or something. Especially a lot of like Hong Kong or like Taiwanese cinema, but. 
they also will release some things and distribute them, which is, I understand as a business model, you kind of have to have some like exclusives to draw people in, especially if they get a lot of buzz. I'm not saying that they shouldn't do that, but it's like, no one fucking has movie. Yeah. No one has movie. So it's no one's not... seen passages. <clears throat> yeah. And then again, I feel like, I feel like this movie is definitely like a niche, a niche movie because it's about, what's like a movie for the bisexuals basically. Yeah. I'm surprised you haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, but, because, like, what, they, they like, distributed the decision to leave. Mm-hmm. And then they did, I don't know what else they did. But that was about it. Because everything else they'd done is straight to movie. I fucking love Decision to Leave. So I can't good. even. So good. They distributed that? Yeah. That wasn't Neon? That was movie. I'm surprised, because Neon does, has done, they did Old Boy, Park Chan-wook. They've, they've done a lot of the. I, I want to say that they've... I feel like, off of vibes, that they've done more than just that. I mean, Neon's relatively new. Yeah. I know they did, they did Parasite, and they've done, like, a lot of... They do a lot of... They pick up a lot of Asian, yeah. Asian movies. Yeah, which is great. I love Neon. I'm a big Neon We're, t- we're Neon heads. I'm a, I'm a Neon head. I'm lost in the god of the city of Neon, whatever it was. That's me. Yeah. City. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. What's, uh, what's your number nine? Poor Things. Poor Things, number Poor nine. Things number nine. Damn, that's pretty low. Yeah, Poor Things is my number nine. Mm-hmm. Um, I, d- I did love the movie. I yeah. loved the movie. Emma Stone was phenomenal in it. It's great. Mark Ruffalo gives one of the best performances I've seen on the screen. Oh, yeah. Oh, I my God. I still haven't written my review People for it because it feels People who hate Mark so Ruffalo. What, what's what, up what, with them? What does he get hate for? Mark Ruffalo is an amazing actor. And he does, he's like he's also like one of the most versatile actors. He does oh, yeah. comedy. He's also one of the like, he, like collateral. People who hate him have not seen him in collateral. <laughs> or a or, bot, or uh, what's that movie called that I always talk about? In mm. the cut. In Meg the cut. Ryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still need to see. God, it's so good. Gritty movie. Um, it's also the Hulk, you guys. Yeah, <laughs> and his Hulk is if you think about what he has to do as the Hulk, he does a good job. He's a uh, very he's a very funny actor. It just sucks how poorly they've written that character. Yeah. Uh, but his like he's basically sequestered from all of the other actors, and he has to wear a fucking thing on his head, and he has to like act to to nothing. It's yeah. it's very similar to the way that they do uh, Avatar, except with Avatar, it's just they have them together. <laughs> yeah, he's like just by himself for like most of the fucking production. It's so sad to see him act acting, you know, and he's just talking to an empty room. He's basically one of the greatest one act play, <laughs> you know. Yeah, just him doing. <laughs> he's just monologuing the things. Yeah. And the only reason why this list is so low on my list is because I haven't seen enough your ghost movies. Mm-hmm. I've only seen mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. Killing a Sacred Deer, and now this. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I have seen like the favorite and maybe like Dog Two, maybe some other your ghost movies. No, I, I don't think that should influence. I think how it you does. About it. Not, not like I mean, just because like I feel like I can't really say like I'm a your ghost fan. Interesting. Because I've only seen. The one movie, and yeah. I and I and I do I do like his style. I like his artistry. Yeah, I love the way he tells stories and how well he works with actors like Emma Stone and like right. Rachel Weisz. I, just, I don't know. I just didn't connect with it completely on a level, but I respect it as like a movie and a film movie. Great yeah. performances, great directing. Yeah, great sets. The score was great too. I loved the score. Oh yeah, um, just a little lower on my list, but I did, it's still in my top ten. Yeah, um, it's one of the best movies of the year for me. Hell yeah. My number nine is Anatomy of a Fall. Okay. Which I think is a lot higher for you. Just a little bit. Um, I really enjoyed the movie. It was gripping. Uh, I-, I liked the sort of ambiguity. Um, I thought it was just beautifully shot, directed. The performances were amazing, of course. Um, standout performances from Snoop 
the little dog, the dog, and also the kid, that little boy, the kid, that little boy. He almost made me cry. That was the only real tear jerker. It's crazy how the, the Oscars don't nominate kids anymore. Which like is wild. They really should. They do just as much work. I mean, I, I don't get it. Like they're how also. How about kids do more work? Kids have yeah. to carry their weight with like yeah. adult actors who've been in this game for a long time. And sometimes it's it's so impressive. It's more impressive than another performance because of their age and lack of experience. They're out there doing something that like shouldn't be able to be done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Doing an amazing job. That also speaks to the direction. Yeah. Amazing direction in this movie. I think Jacob Tremblay should have been nominated for Room. Oh, yeah. The last kid to win, I think, was Anna Paquin for The Piano. Wow. And she was like 11. Wow. Yeah. That's a long time yeah. ago. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. That crazy. I did not know that. Wow. But okay. Do you have a number eight? May-December. May-December. Interesting. May-December. Mine's December not much eight. higher, uh, but I do have that uh, in the top ten. I loved it. I love Todd Haynes. Mm-hmm. Big Todd Haynes fan. Oh, yeah. Um, but queer, I think... Queer director. Queer cool guy. Cool guy. You know, mm-hmm. loves movies. Loves movies. He <laughs> does I, love movies. I think that... What... I don't think this story would be good in another director's hands. Mm-hmm. Because I think Todd Haynes knows how to handle taboo subjects in a way where it's not like making fun of them or making them seem like they're like that's an interesting you know who would what comes to mind is someone who could direct this really well who park chan wook he's got that off kilter you know decision to leave yeah you know things about like that the way that he you know that we you know what we should watch old boy today that's probably gonna change what we should (laughs) um but i really love performances from all all, the, all three, the, all three leads. Oh yeah. Even the kids do a great job, and I think that. Oh yeah. Because it's beginning a lot of like I've seen on, on like the social media where it's kind of like oh well like they didn't get permission to use my story and I'm like eh it's inspired by it's your story inspired. it's not really your story but this happens way more often than people yes. think. it happens it happened like last week yeah the only thing that is really a direct take is that they lifted from an interview that was nationally televised yeah right that's the only part that was stolen from that specific story and, and I don't the think stealing is even the right word um, if they were telling his story then yeah absolutely consult him and, and is there an ethical way to go about these things like, like would it have hurt for them to consult him no so maybe they could have but I think to try and deride a movie for not consulting someone who just served as an, uh, a, a partial inspiration, it's not his story. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and what would he, I, I'm curious to know what he would have added, like in yeah. what he's frustrated yeah. that they didn't tell correctly, right? And also, the whole point of the movie is that it, you know, the way that media takes these these stories yeah. and uses them and exploits them is problematic if they were telling his story and consulting him on that and stuff arguably they would be perpetuating that cycle exactly exactly and i think that people are taking it out on charles melton because he didn't get he didn't get nominated for a sag oh, either god i love him so much he was so my, good he's he's my new sweetheart yes and one of my favorite performances of the year he um, really does he does so much I want him so to good. get an Oscar nom. I think he will. I want him to get a nom. I think he will at get least. A nom. I don't know. I don't know that. He I think RDJ is going to win the Oscar. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, and I don't. I don't think that that should be different. But I do want to see if he gets a nomination, then he's free. He's yeah. free from, from Riverdale. Yeah. If he doesn't, he's cast back into the pits. Yeah. Yeah. And my favorite thing is taking is like the take on 
a very like ta- not taboo what's it called a very controversial topic is right. like method acting yeah which has been like in the media a lot because Jeremy Strong does it and like a lot of other actors and Natalie Portman was like no like I, women can't afford to method act because they have kids and they can't mm-hmm. afford to like lock themselves in like a state, of, state of a mind because they have, I was like interesting take Natalie Portman a part of that is yeah I mean her character being yeah trying to method act and being such a fucking problem like so evil so, but she was so good at it so mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. okay so that was my number eight. Oh yeah alright my number Perfect seven break. let's see number seven Asteroid City Okay. A, a, a delight. Um, on a first watch, I was. It wasn't even my. Well, at the time, it was in my top ten. I did. Yeah. My second watch bumped it up to five stars. I think it demands a second watch and a third watch and a fourth watch. It's really so overstuffed with ideas um, in a in a positive way. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's just it's it's a really kind of a dense text. Um, I think, I think it's deeply hopeful, inspirational. What I like that it does is it takes, you know, point A, and instead of like doing counterpoint to like try and get synthesis, it's not Hegelian in a way. It's more like let's take this point and let's just rephrase it or yeah. like like just change the way that you look at it to come to some synthesis, right? And they do that right off the bat. He's talking about how he's never told his. Um, he hasn't told his daughters about their mother's death because uh, he says um, uh, the time is never right. And uh, Tom Hanks's character says the time is always wrong. They're saying the same thing, but it's wildly different. Yeah. Right? And, and, and the point being, you know, on, on the one hand, he's saying, well, I, I couldn't because the time was never right. He's saying, well, the time's always wrong, so you have to, like, just do it. Yeah. And looking at life from that lens is so interesting. There's so many things that, that get so heavy and confusing and tangled up. And to just kind of cut through it with, like, like just turn it on its head and, and understand it from a new angle is a really smart message. And so much of the movie does that. So much of the movie takes the same thing. And they do it by obfuscating it, by... Yeah, I mean, really, it's it's the story of a fake play in a fake show in a fake movie. Oh, wait, no, the movie's real. Like, you know, what the yeah. fuck? It's all over the place. I think as a creative, it really does feed people who are, like, who do write, who do act, mm-hmm. who do, mm-hmm. like, all this stuff. Because I think mm-hmm. it, it speaks to you kind of like, oh, I understand the story as, like, an actor or in the writer's, like... Mm-hmm going through with personal problems mm-hmm. putting that in a story and I think that it just really it makes you it, it really makes you want to do something creative yeah it's gorgeously shot and it's got that I mean mm-hmm. now that it makes sense that it's a movie and you watch the trailer like oh what the mm-hmm. heck is like you know what I mean but when you see right. it it makes sense that that's why it looks like that so it's um, it is a great movie I did I did like it a lot I probably should watch it again I think I should. think it is a crime that is not being talked about for like I set know. design or for like oh screenwriting yeah I do think that it should be up there because or Jason Schwartzman's performance. He was so good. That deserves nomination. His his part, him and Margot Robbie's scene on the balcony. Yes, is amazing. Um, Breathtaking. Scarlett Johansson's character is so interesting. She's, Scarlett Johansson is an actor playing an actor in a show, playing an actor in a play. And in, in that play, she's playing, like she is playing an actor mm-hmm. in another thing 
wherein her character there's a part where she has like a black eye right yeah and he's like you know what is where'd you get that and she's like oh no it's a it's, it's like paint yeah yeah and he's like oh she gets hit in the play he's like she's like no <laughs> like she she's like i just want that she feels like she might be you know what i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. she's like trying to get into this character and it's all these levels of obfuscation of of kind of disguising intense of of burying oneself in something as you get further away from fact you start to find truth yeah it's weird yeah and and i love that because how does someone articulate such an abstract concept Wes Anderson says, well, by making up all these random fucking details, I'll tell you my thesis, and I'll tell it clearly and plainly, you know? Uh, you can't dream if you don't sleep. It's true. Damn, bro. Damn, chill. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Oh, one of the, and, and honestly, I expect that in the future, because we've talked about this, we're going to do kind of probably in six months a retrospective and look back at how our list has changed of 2023 movies. Uh, I do think that the Asteroid City will move even further up. Um, it already moved up from like 15th to 7th. That's crazy. Know? I need to, I do plan on watching it again soon. It's so good. Uh, damn. Those was 7 or 8? That was 7. Oh. Yeah. So my turn is Oh, seven. did I skip 8? Did you skip 8? What was 8? I skipped 8. Uh, well, okay. Say you're 8 and then I'll go in. I did do my 8. It was mid-December. Oh. Yeah, so I skipped 8. <laughs> my 8 is controversial because it's a movie I love. I think it's one of the best movies of the year. All of these are. This is where the list starts to get really It's tricky. hard. It gets hard. I want to move all of these around. But then I look at the others. I'm like, ah, no. Killers of the Flower Moon. Okay. From a technical perspective, amazing. I mean, it, it's a masterpiece. It is. Um, there's not much more you can say about it, except, except that it's a masterpiece. I think in terms of, like, execution, I think that this is should be in the top three. Mm-hmm. I think in terms of, like, is it my favorite... Not necessarily. I think some of the changes that they made to the original script were not in their favor. We've talked about this. I think um, changing Leo from the FBI director or uh, BOI and that, you know, angle to the story, I think that did a disservice to the overall script. I think Jesse Plemons um, as uh, Ernest Klein would have been more interesting with... Uh, uh, Leonardo as... I, I would yeah. have to agree with you. Yeah. I just... I think... I From a narrative perspective and, and, and some of the controversy around it, I, I, I understand those issues. I think it's an amazing, amazing, amazing movie. I think it's a once-in-a-lifetime movie. And I'm so happy that it was made and that it was, you know, the length that it was, that it was made unsparingly. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's it's a it's a generous gift to cinema, genuinely. Um, I and I hope that more movies come out that look and feel and, and sound like this and say what it says. I will say like props to Apple because Apple, like mm-hmm. unlike Netflix or mm-hmm. Hulu or mm-hmm. even Amazon Prime to some degree, mm-hmm. like they will release their movies in theaters for yes. months. Like yeah. N- Killers isn't even on Apple TV Plus until like next month. No. So I had to have like a streaming service, distribute it in theaters, put it out there for months on end. And then bring it to the streaming service is how it should be done. It's so good. I, I, I've been... Same with Napoleon. They did that too with Napoleon. I will say with this, with Killers, they they trusted the fuck out of Scorsese. Uh, they didn't make him compromise on anything from what I understand. At the same time, Napoleon is arguably cut to hell. So what 
what does the behind the scenes look like on that? Do they just That's not trust true. Ridley the same? Or is it a kind of a marketing thing that everybody knows that Ridley Scott's going to have a director's cut, so they count on the double release? I don't know. What is that, you know? Whatever. Interesting. Yeah. But number seven, and not even fall. It's not far, not too far up, but no, five no, years. No. Um, seeing so this in theaters was... I would have loved to see it in theaters. It was great. Yeah, it was so good because like I'm sitting there, and like you just get you can't help but just get like mad. Yeah, at that fucking prosecutor. Oh yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, but it was annoying. Sandra Sandra's performance and the Sandra Healer's performance mm-hmm. was show stopping. Like portraying yes. a woman who clearly was like not a good person. Yeah, but also not a good situation. Yeah, and also just trying to be a mom, but also trying to be like. A professional mom and trying yeah. to balance like you know her life is like in shambles but like mm-hmm. she likes it like that the main idea of it is so interesting too that um so much of the objectivity and the the concision and everything of the courts and of the legal system removes context right yeah every every part of the prosecution's case is like like look at this horrible thing that she did and said and then she's like no add context to that and then you're like oh okay i think so often we 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 i'll think about this sometimes it's like why is our protagonist our protagonist in this story why do we sympathize with them why do we empathize with them Mm -hmm. why do we understand them and root for them and and even whenever they're terrible people or they're doing things that are horrible it's because the angles on them, and you can understand they have more context than their enemies. Yeah. But if you just flip the script, I mean, I mean that kind of goes back to Killers of the Flower Moon, the way that it's it's portrayed, the way that the angle is flipped, and how that forces one to sympathize and empathize with people that they normally wouldn't, um, which is very interesting. I think Anatomy of a Fall does a good job of that. There's probably most succinctly is whenever they have him read out of a book and say blah 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 and she's like give context to that what is the context of that scene she doesn't act on her impulses she doesn't do this uh and she's a side character apparently it's really how they are over there in yeah. france like they're very they're very strict over there. yeah you know um i and everyone hates that little prosecutor guy and yeah he was he was cringe but he was so over the top like piece of shit that I, it didn't bother me as bad as the fucking judge that, that yeah, you said that. Judge, I remember you saying she that. Pissing me off because he would say some some out of pocket shit and it would fly. But then the defense would be like, "Hey, don't say that, man. That's like that's really shitty and wrong." And the judge would be like, "If the defense says one more, I'm like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> what do you mean the defense? Check your boy. Check your hound Check, dog. Yeah. Number six. Uh, mine was Killer Fireman. Nice. Number six. Nice. Um, I think it's important for these stories to be told. Oh yeah, and you know Martin Scorsese does does, does a, Scorsese sorry does a great job of just telling stories like this, and it is it's a movie that I didn't think I would like really enjoy because it is so goddamn long. Yeah, and I'm not a big Western person. I mean, it's not yeah. really a Western movie. Yeah, um, but I mean it. It's a crime. It's a crime thriller. Mm-hmm. It's a crime. Mm-hmm. It's. It's beautifully shot. Score's mm-hmm. great. Uh, Lily Gladstone. Oh my god. Does people are like she doesn't use like any expressions in her performance? And I was like, what? I was like that one scene of her screaming the on the stairs. Yeah, is alone to yes is 
because like you have to it, it wrenches so much your soul grief. out of your fucking body like losing your entire family oh my god everybody all your people she was genuinely if she does not win best actress this year I will riot I will rip and I love Emma Stone and poor things yeah Emma Stone was great nowhere near the it did be kind of quirky though <laughs> <laughs> Lily Gladstone's performance in Killers is is the most standout performance I've seen probably in 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 recent history, save Kate Blanchett and Tar. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> what do you mean? No, I'm just kidding. I, I mean, yeah, she she's up there. She's who won Best Actress last year? Do you remember? Show you. Okay. That's that would be like if if Emma Stone won, you know what I mean? Michelle Yeoh was great. She was really good. Yeah, she wasn't the best performance of the year. Whatever. I, you know what? Don't get me started. <laughs> we only have so much time. Okay, we're still on number six. Yes, mine was May December. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Great movie. So fucking just good. so good. And, uh, and I heard that one also begs to be rewatched. Yes, I do want to rewatch it. Um, I think the symbols were great. The, the evolutionary journey of the, you know, the metamorphosis of um, the, uh, fuck, Charles Melton's character. Yeah. Uh, as he raises these caterpillars, right, into monarchs, um, and he himself undergoes a metamorphosis that allows him to be free, just like that monarch. And it's bookended by these moments. Um they separate the acts is these different parts with the monarchs. Yeah. It's so, so good. good. Great storytelling. Yeah, it's just, it's it's phenomenal storytelling. It's, it's crazy that Todd Haynes also isn't being like recognized as a director for this. No. One we have to talk about, is it a comedy? Is it a, we, we've already talked about this, I think, whenever we first watched it. And I think it's frustrating that people still are so desperate to say it is or it isn't. It can have dark comedy in it and not be a comedy yeah. you know what I mean I I just don't know why it's like let's let's categorize this fucking movie and I get it that's especially for award season how do you nominate it how do you put it up for like whatever yeah um, especially for like the Golden Globes because they make that distinction between like comedy comedy or, yeah and it's just like I don't I don't see the point you know it's not a comedy. It's, it's not. not super it's funny. Not. If I was going to take a side, I'd say it's not. But it, yeah, it has comedic elements. It has camp elements. Not really. I mean, we need to look at what camp is, but whatever. Oh, I'm over it. All right. Number five. What's your number five, Grayson? You want me to go? Did you say number six? Yeah, Coast Farman. Yes. Okay. Uh, I can I can, I can kick us off for number five. Okay. Top five. It's getting kind of I'm getting kind of nervous. Ooh. Are you guys going to match up with the top five? I don't know. Let's see. Don't look at mine. John Wick 4. Is that what it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, okay, I'm the type of film bro that, like, I have principles and I stand by them. You know what I mean? <laughs> what are your principles? I love practical effects. I love stunt work. It's true. true, true. These things are what got me into movies in the first place. If I was going to look at one of the greatest epic odysseys of stunt work, practical effects, all of this, like, the most innovative direction in, in maybe centuries, right? Of all time, maybe, some might say. And and, and be like, oh, well, this is, you know, oh, it's good, but it's not as serious as these other ones. Or it's not as, like, fucking... I love it for what it is. 
and I, I, I think it's amazing at what it does. I think it's one of the greatest movies ever made for that reason. Yeah. Um, especially in terms of like practical effects and stunt work. Uh, the story's there. The performances are great. A lot of times, these things are, are ignored or are seen as like a subcategory. And a lot of times, these performances within a physical role are ignored. I saw a really great tweet that pointed out that um, uh, Donnie Yen's character in this, his, his acting in this, is amazing. He's playing this character with this physicality that's like the the way that he has to approach that role is is just as involved as like Lily Gladstone's performance in Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah. Like it's with less emotionality, sure, but it's it's the amount of effort and work that goes into portraying this character on the screen is just as arduous, just as like fleshed out. And it's it's never looked at in the same light because actors don't appreciate physical actors as much. They don't appreciate stunt work. They don't appreciate someone, you know, moving the way that he does on screen. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating because it really takes a lot of work. I will say SAG does dominate like stunt work, which is good. So hopefully yeah. the Oscars will get there eventually. But I'm talking about the performance, the physical performance yeah. that Donnie Yen does. Oh uh, yeah. Him trying to be blind too. Yeah. That, that character, the way that he moves and, and, and communicates his character work through action is amazing. And if he's nominated for stunts, great. But I feel like there should be some distinction. Like, like wh- whatever. You're blind people. Yeah. We got the kid. We got Donnie Yen. Yeah. Someone else has to be blind recently. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my number five is The Boy and the Heron. Okay. Okay. Um, recent, oh, shit. I lost my list. Recently, I've been like... I watched some more of uh, Ghibli stuff, and like mm-hmm. I was thinking about, mm-hmm. you know, I was listening to some discourse on Twitter, and I think mm-hmm. that what Hayao does, and he tells stories about the journey, not mm-hmm. the destination. We talked about how the how yes. movies always end so quick, yes. But the, that's not the story. That's not the point, exactly. not the point of the story. Exactly. The point of the story is to flesh out the whole journey and how they get there mm-hmm. and why they're doing it. The ending doesn't need to be an ending. Well, and it's always dreamlike too. I mean, how do your dreams end? You wake up. And shit ends like that, if yeah. at all. There's yeah. hardly any closure. You get swept away. That's how all of his movies end. So many of them do. Because you don't need this this final like clarity. It's it, it you're right. It's it's the journey, not the destination. And it gives it gives you enough of a closure to be like, okay, it's the end of the story. Yeah. It's not like just a straight cutoff, you know? Yeah. But um I think it was one of his like obviously the one of the most mature pieces oh, yeah. he's ever done. The animation is Disgustingly beautiful. It's so good. Um, it's so good. And I, I just the the balance between. Did you see the dub and the sub? I've only seen the sub. Only seen the sub. I haven't sat and watched the. Uh, oh, the sub. I mean the dub. Oh, I haven't sat and watched the sub. But from what I heard, working it, I think I like the dub more. It has a lot of emotionality. That's good. That's good. It's really good. Um, I just said they, they they always give like the best dubs oh, yeah. <laughs> to the Ghibli movies really because do. obviously because like. But um, that was my number five. Nothing much to say about it. Just a great movie. Yeah. Um, before, what's your number four, Clayson? Number four. Oppenheimer. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just one of the best movies of the year. What more can be said? Everything has been said about this movie because it's so fucking good. I saw it twice in theaters. I wanted to see it more. I think it's amazing. I think it's a perfect script. 
I think the way that it plays out, I, I just I really do love this movie. Um, the way it was approached, um, and I think Christopher Nolan is finally being taken seriously. I mean, it's weird how how long it's taken. There's so many for so long. People have been like, "Oh, look at this bozo turning in like another like hatcheted script," or it's the opposite. It's people just blindly being like, "This is the best movie ever made" because Christopher Nolan made it, and and finally people are saying, "Okay, okay, this is the best movie ever made because Christopher Nolan made it." But also, <laughs> you know, yeah, like he's there is. I, I just I appreciate. The sort of shift that has come after this movie has been released. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great movie. Great performances. It did. I only saw that one time, and I did see it at like fucking three in the morning. His mastery <laughs> over the ensemble is is, is wild. Yeah. yeah. He's, a, he's a great, great yeah. ensemble cast. Yeah, and all of their performances are some of the best of the year. Even, like, fucking David Krumholtz, like, as oh, Izzy so in it. Like, well, then, Rami has, like, does a great job in his seven 10 minutes. Lines. He's there. Yeah. Uh, that should get us good to Bohemian Rhapsody. He did yeah. better than <laughs> he did Bohemian yeah. Rhapsody. Genuinely. Uh, oh my god. That year. Don't even get me started on that year. I will. Oh I will. <laughs> that was a rough year for me. Uh, my number four is Iron Claw. Okay. It's my okay. number four. Yes. Uh, masterwork of editing. Great editing. editing. We talked about the, the shots that he does. Uh, yeah. the, if how it he doesn't, it should win best editing. It should. It's not going to. It's not. It's going to go to the killer. Probably. I think that Zach Efron should be nominated as well. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's crazy how these these two like him and Charles Melton, the pipeline mm-hmm. from Disney Channel or like Riverdale CW right. actors to being possibly Oscar nominated. It's right. crazy because like they're given the material, they're mm-hmm. given the opportunity to actually act to like stories they can relate to. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's it's good. It's I've never felt more emotion during a movie in a theater than this one. Yes. No. Genuinely. It is one of the most emotional movies I've ever seen. Like, it, yeah. we were, you cried, I cried, I, yeah, I Katie cried. was crying. Everyone was sobbing. Everyone was sobbing at the theater. Um, but yeah. I, I think that it's it's very hard to tell a story that's this sad, mm. but make it like grounded, grounded, and make it like right. I want to I want to watch it again. Right, and, and I do. I, I do. Of course, it's in Texas. You got we got to shout out Texas. Texas oh, is oh, not, oh. you know, in movies enough. It's uh, what the sixth highest earning. A24 movie so Six far. or five, something like that, five, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it made, I think, like 50 million or something like that. I, I told you this, because I remember working at, um, when we were at the Alamo, mm-hmm. people in Texas will show up for a movie if it's based on Texas. Like, yes. Vengeance? True. True. That sold out. I worked at so many times, like, Full, full yeah. House. Full, even that yeah. fucking nature documentary that we had for work a little bit. I made yes, so much money true. off that. Talk, we had for, like, three, two, three days. But also, a big part of it is Denton, Texas. They're from Denton. Yeah. Takes place in Denton. They don't name drop it a lot, but everyone from Denton knows. knows yeah. Grew up you in know, Dallas too, because they, they played in Dallas the Sportatorium, which my uncle yeah. was like, "We live right there." Yeah. So I would say in Denton, particularly. I mean, we still sell out. You know, it still hits forty, and this isn't. It's like this we is saw it in, movie. We saw it in row one. Yeah, we, we did. it in row one we to did. see it. Uh, it still it still sells amazing. I'm glad. First watches, third watches, and you know what? I love Sean Durkin. I have seen his other work, um, Martha, Marcy, and Marlene, which is a five star movie for me too. I've not seen it with Elizabeth Olsen about how she escapes a cult. It's phenomenal. I haven't he, really seen any of it. He did the Dead Ringers. Dead Ringers. The is, Nest. It, is, it a, is Dead Ringers? Is this a remake of the Cronenberg? Yeah, it's a series on Amazon. I think. Oh, weird. It's got great reviews. Rachel Weisz. I love her so much. But, yeah, like, I think that he does a great job with telling stories about people and 
that's yeah. You know, his direction here is is one of a kind. phenomenal. He's Canadian. Fuck off. <laughs> Fucking kill. I take it back. Um, what's uh, your What's your number three? You, what's your number four? I said Oppenheimer. I oh, opened you're it. Right, you're right, right. Yeah, what's your number three? My number three. This, this, this was the hardest thing for me to do. The top three. Ooh. The holdovers. Okay. That was my number three. Okay, my number ten. Um, yeah, no, yeah, 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 close. I mean, it's still five stars for me. Yeah, this Amazing is a five stars. Movie. The top the top six killers and up are all five stars yeah. for me. It's, it's nice to see that people have finally realized that it's not between Killian and whoever the fuck. It's Paul Giamatti. But he was Paul person? Giamatti's up there. And people were talking about a bunch of performances this year. Um, I don't remember. Oh, Bradley Cooper? Bradley Cooper, yeah. They were talking about... Um, uh, now nobody's talking about it. <laughs> or Leo. I think Some it was Leo, maybe. Leo's gonna, yeah. Um, uh, where's my Keanu hype? Where's my Keanu hype? Where's my Tom Cruise hype? <laughs> hey, sleeper hit. Dead Reckoning performance. Dead Reckoning part one. Um, he could do it. I love the part where he talks about um, the car, like he's got ED, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, I gotta see, I I gotta see part happens. two first. <laughs> I just can't get it going. I, I swear this never happens. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. Um, I love the Holdovers, as we know. I was yeah. so excited to see the movie for a long time. Yeah. And it's, I was like hyping it up for forever. And yeah. I knew this was going to be in your top at least five. <laughs> he knows me so well. Um, it was just it was such a I don't know like the t- my top three mm-hmm. are all very my top four are mm-hmm. all character based stories. Yeah. They're all there's nothing big about them. There's no big budget. They're not ditto here. Big studio movies. Yeah. I think I don't know. I just I fall in love with movies like this. Movies mm-hmm. about people. Movie about like it's just I mean there's nothing big and special about. The Holdovers, but right. it is still one of my favorite movies and best movies that I've seen. Right. I think that, I mean, I know that Alex Plane is not controversial, but um, I, I liked his I liked his direction in the movie. What was controversial? He oh, Alex Plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've, I've heard, heard some, some stuff about him. Some recent stuff, yeah. And I think, you know, Paul Giamatti, maybe getting his flowers finally. He's been in this history for a long fucking it. time. Um, and he always takes the roles that no one wants to take. And a breakout role, uh, Dominic Sessa. Oh, he's great. Amazing. He's yeah. great. Need him in more. And yeah. of course, Divine Joy Randolph. Yeah, yeah. Who is it? Yeah. Randolph or Rudolph? Uh, Rudolph, I think. Randolph. Randolph. <laughs> yeah, Divine Joy Ran- Randolph. Um, I thought it was Rudolph too. I said Randolph at first, but I was yeah, I you was were like right. second guessing right. myself. <laughs> but she really is like oh, the, this trio: the chemistry, yeah. their stories, how they're all different but the same. I really do. It, it's my personal theory that. They were originally going to keep all the other boys on, and it was going to be kind of a uh, a broader Death society. And I think what they realize yeah, exactly, and I think what they realize is, wait, here's our story. Mm-hmm. This this triangle here, not a love triangle. Right? This, no, this yeah, no. connection, this here. trio. And they were like, all right. They literally were like, go away <laughs> to those kids. They were like, go the fuck away. Go go skiing. She's getting that Oscar. Oh, she she better. has won. She has won almost every award. She better. She's getting that Oscar. Yeah, uh, I, I can't even think of another like supporting actress that would deserve it, um, except maybe in Iron Claw, Miss uh, uh, Maura Tierney. She really surprised me. No one's talking about her her performance. Yeah, she was good. She subtly. Yeah. She's great. I love Maura Tierney. Yeah. Also, I heard that uh, what's her name, Emily Blunt's gonna be in the conversation. Okay, what's your number? Oh, Emily Blunt. Emily that Blunt. makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah, she should She's be. She's going to get nominated for sure. She's great. For oh, my God. Sure. She says, 
I don't like your phrase. <laughs> Whoa! I mean, you Damn. know, you know that scene that her in the courtroom is gonna, is the Oscar scene that they're oh, going yeah. for. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You could, I know from the from the moment that we, I saw it in theaters, I'm like, oh, this is going to be the Oscar campaign for narrative. An in, in editing shift in Oppenheimer when it goes, um, is anybody ever going to tell the truth about this? And it's like there's a literal. I can hear it in my mind, even though it's not in the movie. There's a click. There's a, uh, a an actual like switch flip. And the whole tone, oh my god, I get chills thinking about it. I have chills right now. I actually love Oppenheimer. It's crazy that it's one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life, and it's in my top four. That is what? crazy. That's it's not even my top ten. Year. Yeah, well, that's because you're a bitch. <laughs> bitch man. What's your number three? Again, all of these are subject to change. Uh, poor Things is in my top, it's my, it's my third. Um, hey, it was my ninth. I don't even know how you approach making a movie that looks and sounds and feels this way. I don't know how. I don't know how. Like like the night scene on the cruise or like like the way that the cities look. What the fuck? If this isn't the set design, if this set doesn't design, set design, design it has well. to. It's leagues above everything else in that category. Uh, Barbie should get nominated, but should not win. If Barbie wins set design, I will riot. Poor so, Things has... The greatest sets I've ever seen. And what's really interesting about them is that it, it uses symbols in the sets, right, subtly, that are, are both very, like, simple but visually appealing and also narratively work, right? Yeah. There's the staircase from the rich to the poor, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's broken. So that to go good. down, you have scene. to basically kill yourself or like doom yourself to stay down there and you can never get up mm-hmm. to show that social stratification and, and, and economic stratification in one visual that they don't even like they don't zoom in oh look our staircase is broken and guess what that means they can't come up here and we can't go no it's just like it's just there and, and the way that they communicate so much in every single image is so rich and then they're also not afraid to have fun with it. I mean, there's unnecessary images too, like like burping a, a fucking bubble. It's funny. It's good. Um, Someone called it a classy Frankenhooker. Yes. Yeah. Some people are drawing comparisons and saying, hey, they kind of ripped this. And I haven't seen Frankenhooker, so I can't say so. But I mean, the I premise think, is very similar. They always took different right. routes. But. And, and uh, Poor Things is so fucking well executed, so Beautiful. I mean, it, it's so richly layered, and the way that it talks about the human experience, it, it forces you, it shows you things that you've never seen before, it makes you feel things that you've never felt before, to force you to feel what it would be like, what it, what it was like being a child, mm-hmm. coming into adulthood, mm-hmm. what it was like experiencing things for the first time, life for the first time. Uh, those sensory experiences. And over time, those become kind of normalized. By the end of the movie, you're kind of situated within it yeah. you start to become kind of numb to it it's on purpose like the performances are amazing Mark Ruffalo is so funny it's one of the funniest movies I've seen maybe ever um, and I think I think it's interesting they take a hard line answer about the soul <laughs> you know they keep saying oh he doesn't believe in souls but at the end he says you are your mother and your daughter mm-hmm but you're also neither of those. Yeah. Because there is something metaphysical 
and physical. It's a merger between these things. If you take purely the physical of the self or purely the soul or the consciousness, no, you, these things interact in a way. And that's so important, the way that the body and the mind and the consciousness all interact is what creates the soul, is what creates the self. Uh, oh my God. I w- and, and I saw this so recently, we, we haven't had an episode on it. You know? We haven't talked about it at all. I mean, there's probably so much we can deep, like, dive into. It's one of the greatest movies of the year. And That's I think that hopefully people recognize Rami Yusuf. I love Rami Yusuf since yeah, the show great. Rami. He was great. He's so cute. Yeah, he's, he's, he's just a cute little guy. He's but, a sweetheart. Willem Dafoe's great in it. Willem Dafoe's no great. Surprise. Everyone does a great job in the, no in, in the movie. Like No one is not good. Uh, I will say... There's one performance that I, I like the way it's written. I, I don't, and I don't, it's not a bad performance. It's flat to me. And I think that's on purpose. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I and I love, I love him. him. I love him. I love him. He's so good. He was, he was very flat to me. Yeah, uh, I would have to agree. And I when I was watching it, partially I kind of could tell. Like he's playing the cynic, but I, I just, I, I, yeah. Eh, he was okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's His part was one of my favorite parts of the movie. Like it really was all the that staircase scene, the way that he introduced her to the idea of cynicism, and she starts to make a distinction and say, "No, you're wrong." Yeah, like that's the first time that she's not just being told something; she's saying, "You're wrong." Yeah, God, it's good. What's your? You said your number three. What's your number two? So these two, I've been changing like back and forth. Me too. For like for literally. Me too. I won't changing my top four all around. I changed actually my top five. Uh, yes, last night. <laughs> I don't know what your number two is. I know what your number one is, I think. Um, my number two is All of Us Strangers. Okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. It I was my number one for that. a long time. For like I still haven't seen months. it. It's not even out yet. I know, it's not out. But I, again, I had the lucky honor of seeing it in Austin. Yeah. Um, but I, I just really love this movie. Yeah. It really spoke to me. It's more of like a personal experience. The yeah. personal movie. Very personal to me. Valid. Um, it, it, it's just it's, it's so fun it's heart wrenching it's got a great story on it it's great with like if you don't have a great like um, familial parental mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. relationship mm-hmm. touches on that mm-hmm. you know being alone and that's all things that I mm-hmm. struggle with as you know and like mm-hmm. balancing it. it it just spoke to me a lot and, it, and you I'm know I, this isn't your number one but that means I know your number one yeah. so I did cry oh I bet <laughs> I, it looks like it's gonna make me cry and I think it's so like just from the trailer beautifully directed gorgeous beautiful. and Andrew High does a great work he does. I have seen. I need to watch Forty Five Years, but I've seen everything else that he's done. Um, I want to watch it again. I wanted to come out so I can see it again, but I haven't even seen. Is it going to get wide release or is it going to be limited? It's supposed to be limited than wide. Interesting. I'd like to see. I'd really like to see it. If I have to drive a long way, I'll do it. I, um, I'm, checking, I'm checking tickets. I'm so tired. <laughs> oh, it's out today. Today, Plano. No way. North Park, Angelica, and tomorrow. Damn. And then, uh, what's oh the bike riders? My number one of the year. Yeah, <laughs> a movie that 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 was I was that was my most anticipated movie of the year. I started as soon as that trailer dropped. I was like, I know. And now and this, just, this, this year, this year I'm excited for that one too. Yeah, I'm yeah excited for I'll that. see it next year. Apparently, they'll just keep delaying it. Back. They'll just keep delaying it. Um, but that's my movie uh, number two. It is. I, I feel. I feel like uh, I don't want to put it there. I want to put it number one, but I don't know. It'll change. Around. It'll change. I need to see it again. I don't. I don't feel very confident about my number one at all. That's um, fine. It's how you feel right now. Yeah, my number two is your number one. Past lives. Yeah. Past lives. 
I want it to be my number one. It it's so good. It's so fun. I watched it last night. I had the Blu-ray. I almost watched it. It's so good. It's it's very rewatchable. It's very. It's just so the before it, it's it's hard to articulate because no single element of it is like oh this is like so well like I like all of it's really well done yeah right? but it's just a, a character drama with quiet dialogue it's quiet very smart dialogue it's very smart it's very it's just quiet and subtle and and it's it's self possessing it's within itself right it's it's a an emotional journey that you take that just. I can't even. I don't even know how to talk about past lives. You have to watch it. You have to watch it. Yeah, such a good movie. And like, all three leads are Mm -hmm. all different. Yeah, they all have different stories and like they all have different like uh, what's the word objectives. Right. But you you literally resonate with every single one of them. Like I can I put myself in every single one of the shoes. It's not hard. Like I feel like it's so easy to me. Yeah. I feel like I can relate to all three of them. And another movie where the the trio is just like, I it's interesting. My partner wrestles with uh, relationship anxiety and for that reason she found it to be a hard watch she didn't enjoy it for me who I would say that I have my own version of that it gave a lot of closure to that I don't I don't understand that critique necessarily that it's like oh it's it's it can be hard to watch for people who like you know struggle with the idea that like maybe their partner has another soulmate or something like that I think the idea that taking it taking time and, and, and collapsing it in on itself and saying we're all just, you know, this is a past life and we're together in the next. You know? It's beautiful. It gives a lot of closure to people who have like um, you know, uh, forever maybes or like like what ifs, you know what yeah. I mean? Like like it's so interesting. And another reason why it was my number two and I bumped number one because I saw a clip everyone also hate on this movie now. People are like, it's overrated. Yeah. I hate that. I hate but that. They do this, this, this every year. The people did that with everything everywhere. They do this, they do this every year. But the reason why I bumped it up back to number one is because I saw um, a clip of just the ending. Nice. Okay. And someone was like, do you notice how she walks with him back to the car? They went like from left to right to the mm-hmm. back, to the past. Takes him, drops him off. And then she goes back to the future with her other partner. Mm-hmm. And she's crying. Going back. And I was like, oh my god. That just... Celine Song's like direction and storytelling... Oh my god! Like she, it's so good. She, I don't. That's. She be nominated for screenplay and for directing because mm-hmm. her first time director like this to do something this strong and this potent is. This is a debut, right? This is a debut. That's fucking this is a debut. crazy. This is the best debut I've ever seen. It is fucking god. Phenomenal. Honorable mention debut. Creed three. Oh Direction yeah. Debut. Really That's exciting debut from uh, Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, he really did a great job. He did. Um, Let's see. What's your number two? Wait. That was my number two. What's oh, your number, number one? Two? I did my number two already. The, all the strangers. Oh, true, true, true. Your number one! Iron Claw! <laughs> um, I, you know, I think part of this is recency bias. I want to rewatch Past Lives. Um, I, for whatever reason, I haven't. Um, Iron Claw... I've, I'm just I'm kind of obsessed with right now. I think the performances are amazing. It really resonated with me in a lot of ways. I think the way it's edited, I, we've said everything that needs to be said. You know what I mean? It's it's. I, I can't even. Oh, it's so good. I love Iron Claw. I think it does. I think it's great for like mm-hmm. guys. 
Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, women love it too, but for men, yeah. like masculinity, toxic masculinity, you know, it's it very shows the the duality of that. Yes, the iron yeah. claw itself is is both a tool through which they're able to manipulate the world around them and and bring it to uh, to to a way that they can manage. Right, masculinity can be a tool for one, but it's also kind of a double-edged sword mm-hmm. in the way that it oppresses others and the way that it like they are being manipulated they have not been able to have this tenderness or this care because of how hard their life has been because of that right yeah uh, the iron claw as a symbol like of their father ruling over them passing on his to them yeah. right but it's yeah it's so there you know what i mean it's a, it's such a strong story like it's crazy yeah i have anybody who's seen it and i have talked to they've also they've cried like i've never seen a movie yeah. that's moved literally everybody i have knows. never cried like that in my life like not since i was a kid yeah like it really i never me. seen you cry until the, that it really got it. me uh Especially that ending. Uh, the ending. That ending where he's, out. he's like, ending. I'm no longer a brother. And that's not even what Put got me. Put it in the ground. That's not even what got me the most. It was it was that first scene where he, he I says... I forgot the wedding scene. He said... Oh, yeah. <laughs> he says... Uh, it was right after that. He says in the postcard, he's like, uh, people were asking me for my autograph because they oh, thought yeah. I was you and that made me really happy. I just started fucking dropping tears. I was like, "What's going on?" So I wanted to not look at you because I was crying. And I was like, "I hope he's not, I hope you're crying." But I didn't it look really at you. got me. And that was I so just, good. And all the leads, every single person, mm, every single actor, so good. puts like everything to the so movie. So good. God, I, the, these are some of the best performances, and I think that they will be overlooked ultimately. I yeah. think that they will be. People talk about them. Okay, cool, cool. Part of it's the release, uh, a really botched release. Part of it is, I don't think people will take it very seriously. They have funny hair or they're big buff guys or, or oh, it's the wrestling wrong? movie. So many people I know are like, I haven't seen, I don't really care about wrestling. What the fuck is wrong? What are you talking about? It's not, a, it's not, I don't that's what it's about, but that's not what it's about, Five you know? Yeah, I, I just, <sighs> it's one of, it's the reason it's my favorite movie of the year right now is A, I see myself rewatching it. B, I see it having an impact on my life. And and C, I think it's, it's, I think it's one of a kind. I mean, the way it's, especially the editing. I just think about oh, it. I, I especially, was, like, right away at the beginning. Yeah. You have that little stage. Yeah. And it kind of zooms, and you have, boom. This is the year of black and white intros boom. and colored movies. Boom. Yeah. Oh, my God. The soundtrack so was great. The soundtrack was great. Everything about it's great. Oh, God, it's so good. And, and Zac Efron, really, I just, it can't be overstated. It's the performance of a lifetime. 100%. It, which is a little heartbreaking because I don't know how he I don't see him doing another performance like this in his lifetime you know what yeah. I mean and he's not going to get nominated for it he's not going to get fingers he's crossed gonna get nothing. I don't know Oscar voted just ended I think today so <sighs> <sighs> scary 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 it's A24's fault A24 I mean they had a lot they had a lot to campaign for this past lives mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but I, just, I hope oh, Greta Lee also wasn't Nominated Greta for the SAG. Lee. Greta Lee. Ooh. Dude, the SAG really pissed me off this year. The I know. SAG was terrible this it year. It was. The Golden Globes was better. Golden Globes did better than SAG, which is rare. The SAG was atrocious. I hopefully, hopefully the honor will get Greta Lee. I will be keeping you updated. I'm going to watch it in the morning when it comes out. Like about 7 a.m. with my bed. Yeah. Um, so that was our top one. Well, number one was Past Lives. So yeah. <laughs> um... We talked for a long time. Where do we want to take this podcast this year? Um, so we kind of restructured. New restructure, year, new me, so to speak. New year, new us. 
We have uh, actually I pull it up for you, Grace, because I'm actually we're we, gonna try and get back in the studio. That's one. Hopefully thing. next week. Yeah, hopefully back, next actually. week. It's a little weird. I'm not the the way that we access the studio is that I was a student at the university, so it was free. But it's still free to the public. But I think I don't have priority queuing in a way. Like I don't, I can't like, you know what I mean? Like if there's other projects that are student led, they are. Yeah. You know. But also we know it, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, shit. Um, oh, shit. We do plan on having a more structured thing, but a more fun way, not just being like, today we're talking yeah. about this movie. Yeah. So we talked about like creating like another roulette of themes, yeah. and then in between that. So here's... I'll show you some. So we have... We have our next week our next week theme thing. You spin the wheel. We have different thoughts. Different, I'm just playing with it. It's just a... Yeah. We'll decide on themes later, but we have like... But see, it lands on actor, actor. We have OG versus remake, which we talked about for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, sight and sound list. So what would actor or actress be? Like we just we'll like pick like an actor or actress and yeah, then dive into and their dive work. into their work. Yeah, all of that. And then and then regroup and, and yeah yeah and we have gap. a director deep dive. Grayson picks my mm-hmm. picks. Watch. I went through both of our watch lists mm-hmm. and picked movies that we both haven't seen. Oh, wonderful! And uh, see my wheels. So if we ever did like. Watch list, and this is gonna change. I was just messing around with this with this thing, but so you spin it, and I'm like, oh, we're gonna watch. Uh, what are we gonna watch? The deer, the deer hunter. hunter. So that's what we're gonna do. Like every week, spin a wheel, and then yeah. have a theme to play with that wheel. That way, it's more kind of structured, structured, but yeah. it's like not structure, structure. Right, right. It gets random. Yeah, it's randomly structured. Yeah, I love that. And then like, so we'll have our theme and everything, and then maybe end with like, oh, and then also we watch this. I thought yeah. that was like, like the part that has been the bulk of the podcast, I kind of want to shrink that yeah. and tack it on at the end. Because it's fun, it's still something that I enjoy doing. I think it's something, it's a way for us, it's, it's something I don't want to cut out, Yeah. but I would like us to be aimed, focused, you know. Um, a, a year in review, shout out to um, our editor, uh, the person who compiles data and puts it together in wheels for us to spin. Dean, that's the so person nice who who uh, <laughs> gets us together and makes sure that we even record in the first place. Who drove half the fucking year to the studio? Who like ten minutes away? Like, Mr. Elijah does everything for this podcast. Mm-mm. I sometimes write a blurb. I you know I'm just here to yap. I'm Yap City. And this guy does so much fucking work. Um, So I'm really appreciative. And and if y'all like this podcast, then y'all should be really appreciative to Mr. Elijah. Because none of this happens without him. And none of this happens without y'all. So thank you for listening. If you've listened. uh, And if if you click on this episode, wonderful. You know, if we've lost you for too much time off, we hope to win you back. Uh, it's a long yeah. episode too. It is a long episode. It'll be it'll be cut down. There's some there's some stuff I think. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, um, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we got the top, the top test kind of hard to cut out. Yeah, but that's true. We'll see. We got this. Um, yeah, so, yeah. So, do you next week? Do you want to spin the wheel? Do you want to just pick something? Yeah, we can. Uh, let's go ahead and spin the wheel. Let's let's get started. Uh, is that loud? Yeah. <laughs> what did land on? Okay, no, Elijah. Pick. I don't have a pick. So, oh. I need to make a list. Here we go again. Oh. OG versus remake. We've been talking about this for a long time. Yeah, we have. Hey, it's the one that we wanted. Woo! Let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. So next week, we will regroup uh, with a discussion on, probably next week. Yeah, um, Open Your Eyes versus Vanilla Sky. 
uh, OG versus remake. I've seen and, the OG, uh, and you've seen the remake. I've seen the remake, so and I it'll seen be the kind of a new watch for both. Uh, perfect. And we're also, I think we're going to watch, I think we're going to watch Old Boy today. Yeah, a little Old Boy. Uh, so, yeah. Perfect. This, been, good. this, this is fun. fun. Let's get uh, back kind in of the studio, big a.k.a. Episode. your kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a big episode, but, you know, it's a year. We've been gone for a month. It's been a big year for movies, so I think that's only right. And, uh, so true. Yeah. Um, glad to be back. Well, and uh, I hope to, hope to be consistent. Here's, here's to consistency. Woo! All right. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll see you guys next week. Well, you'll hear this next week. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs>